0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation.
1: Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is not Vicky Barcelona. She is on assignment, but the show's namesake, BJ Shea, is here... (laughs) <laughs> and running the boards is Joey D's. I'm also here. Yay!
0: Yay! On
1: today's show, we will talk board games, getting some yeah. reviews and previews and all the fun stuff with BJ. BJ and I will also talk about a Netflix show called Shadow and Bone, which is in my wheelhouse 100%, oh my goodness.
0: Let's Shadow and Bone.
1: We'll talk about Mads Mikkelsen and his interactions with Indiana Jones 5. And also also talk about a little bit about Apex Legends Legacy. My first impressions on the free-to-play game that is out there. No geek sheet, but you can get a hold of us by going to bjgeeknation.com. It has all of our ways to contact us, including all of our social media, all of our old podcasts, and more. More. (laughs) Ha ha! And also you can get us at bjgeeknation at gmail.com if you want to send us some emails as well. Uh, give us a five-star review on however which way you listen to us. Maybe you don't have that Radio.com app because it's turned into Odyssey. You can listen to us right there. All you got to do is if you don't have that app, you can search it. Just spell A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> and BJ, it's
0: been a while. You haven't been able yes, to talk about as many board games as I know that you've been playing. I don't know what makes you think that, you know, I'm just ch- chomping at the bit to talk about board games. I have another life. I have okay, yeah, oh, I've been playing pre- pre- okay. pretty much playing a lot of board games. I was about yeah. to say am I gonna
1: have to give you like a third degree on this one, here, buddy?
0: <laughs> no, I uh yeah, there's a lot of board games I've been playing. Uh there's a new game called Cryo, which uh, we that just came out recently, and it is by Z-Man Games. So you can buy this right away. Our good buddies at Zulus board game cafe has this uh and uh competing factions must scavenge the wreckage of their colony ship to survive um what Ooh. i think it would be kind of cool if you wanted when you get this game is get a get us any kind of ship you have a model ship if you have of any kind of ship and then just crash it into the board uh of the game because <laughs> that's basically what happens and in the board you see a whole spaceship crash with all different parts of your ship just strewn out all over the boards and And um, your mission has gone wrong. And of course, well, when you got a mission and it goes wrong, well, there's a lot of tension, especially if it's a colony ship with all different people from different factions. So yeah, definitely agreed you had to get on this ship to get the hell out of Dodge, but you still all don't get along very well. And a crash ship doesn't make it any better because you've crashed on this frozen, uncharted planet. And luckily, you've noticed there are caverns with all of your sensing equipment, but you've got all of these cryopods that you launch, these escape pods that you launch before the ship crashed, and now you got to go collect them all. But, uh, (laughs) again, you know... Perhaps maybe one faction, one political group is going to go try to get their cryopods and they're not going to care a whole lot about yours and vice versa. So that's what you have to do. You've got to salvage your pods, go over there. You've also got to mine the resources of the planets in order to get the energy that you need. And then you've got to get to the caverns and that's not easy to do either. And uh, whoever controls the caverns, of course, is going to at least maybe have a majority of power on the planet you've just landed on. And so that's the whole idea of the game. It is uh, basically area-majority influence game. You've got also some uh, hand management that you have, worker placement. I love that there are cards that have four, or is it five? I think they might have five different uses of of, of, of the cards you draw in the game. And, you know, it's um, it's clever. It's The artwork is kind of like an old-school comic book sci-fi watercolor, very bright colors. Um and um one of the designers of the game is uh Luke Laurie who did a game called Dwellings of uh, Eldervale and some of his dwellings mechanics are in there uh including a worker placement feature that in games when you pick up all your workers like in Euphoria you basically have to you know waste your turn and you go I'm going to pick up all my guys and that's my turn but with luke he's designed these elements and dwellings and a little bit here in cryo where you can take your workers put them back in their spots where until you get to use them next turn but depending on the spot you put them in you may get a bonus oh. and i do li- i do like that with uh, luke's style of worker placement and uh, the cards like have multi-purpose cards. You can use them as missions. You can use them as vehicles. You can use them to chuck for, mi- for resources. You can use them to give yourself extra abilities for the rest of the game. Each card, uh, ha- and there's only seven different cards in the game, but because they have four or five different uses, it really makes the deck bigger than it seems. And the cards are also, they, they're they're very synergistic. So if I use a card for its special ability, I'm incentivized to see if I can find another card just like that and use it as my vehicle because they play, they play well off each other. Or maybe one of my missions, like final end game missions will give me more points. If I use that same kind of card, it'll also play well with the other cards that I have of the same kind. So it's well done. And we've played it a bunch of times and we really, really like it. And our buddy Josh from the Omega Gamers does not like dwellings of Eldervale, and we had to hide the fact that Luke Laurie designed this game, just so he wouldn't be, <laughs> so he would at least give the game a shot. No and he preconceived laughs about that. notions about that one. Then That's and he funny. laughs because we give, give him a hard time because he bought this right off the bat. He was like, "This looks great. I'm going to buy it." I go, "Yeah, just don't look at the guy who made it." Um, <laughs> how long? And, uh, how long do games generally take? About sixty to ninety minutes. They're quick. They nice. really are quick. I mean, it, it 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 doesn't take long to teach it, and you pretty much pick it up quick. That's what I love about the game. It's really easy to teach. But it's got a lot of strategy and thought to it, and it's a very pretty board. And, and also, your pieces are good. you got these little landers, these plastic lander pieces they made. They look really awesome. So the components are really good. Your cryopods are really good. Uh, they, they, they've done a great job with this game.
1: And it hits you right where you need to with that sci-fi space theme. So I know that you love that stuff.
0: Yeah, it goes for about 60 on Amazon, but I think you might be able to get that same price if your FLGS, your friendly local game store like Zulu's I know, mm-hmm. has it, and it's about the same price, I'm pretty sure. So uh, it's I like this game a lot. It's Cryo by Z-Man Games. Awesome. What else do you have for us? Well, another game that came out, and it's a very popular series, the Tiny Epic series. You might remember Tiny Epic oh, Galaxies yeah. and Tiny Epic Western and Tiny Epic Quest and all that. Uh, and and Scott Alms and the good folks at Gameland Games, they've got another one, Tiny Epic Pirates, just released. Yeah, and uh, ah, take to the high seas for fame and fortune. The one day and Vicky's not here, <laughs> I know. I uh, I thought this would be a game for her, and well, it's going to have to be a game for her. It's not a game for me. Oh, um, really? And I went all in. I bought the big play mat, which was kind of really oxymoronic. These games are meant to be tiny, and the play mat's huge. Uh, <laughs> and so i like, well, I mean, the game doesn't need the play mat, uh, except, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, likes to have everything that they offer. Of well, course, yeah. I buy everything they offer. <laughs> yeah, we played this the other day, and uh, it, um, granted, you know, we were, I, I don't know if it was a fair play, because we were interrupted a couple of times, but I still felt like, eh, you know, I know what this game wants me to do do I really want to do this? I, it's a pick. It's, it's kind of like a pickup and deliver game. You know, you got to get the booty, deliver the booty. <laughs> then you got to go take your money that you get your, and then you get your loot. And then you got to go basically bury it. And so it's the idea whoever has the first three buried treasures wins the game. And I'm like, okay. All right. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's just okay. Um, my problem with the tiny, sometimes with the tiny Epic games though, is that they really are tiny, including the iconography. And you know, when you're playing a game for the first time, depending upon when you're playing it, how tired you are, how late it is. I mean, oh, this, yeah. you know, I was uh, ready to tie the game and I went to a spot to drop off my booty. Turns out I went to the wrong spot. Uh, oh. They don't take your booty at that spot? They don't take my <laughs> booty. You know, if you if you want to deliver rum, you got to deliver it to the rum spot. And if you want to deliver gunpowder, here's my problem. You know, um, gunpowder is gray. And uh, it's a gray cube, and unfortunately, the, you know, with some of these spots, they have the spots with the icon that tells you here's what we accept. Well, the gunpowder icon is brown, looking like gunpowder. The cube is gray, and the building tops are black. Whereas rum, it is a purple icon. The uh, cube is purple, and the building tops are purple. The roofs are purple. So my brain goes to the gray place, which, oh, wait, the gray place is uh, with the gray buildings. That's where you deliver the sugar. And, well, you know, (laughs) that is uh, a white cube, a cream-colored cube with gray building roofs uh roofs and oh so oh no sugar yeah. factory doesn't want gunpowder yeah and <laughs> so I, I heard rumors that sometimes these games are made so quickly that they don't get play tested And this surely would have been something that I would have yelled about and said, look, not everybody's got great eyesight that plays your games. A lot of us older folks play your games. And frankly, (laughs) you know, you cannot have multiple colors in the same spot when colors are so important to a game where, you know, you're looking at a board and you're trying to be... You know, you try not to tell everybody where you're going, so you're going to go, all right, I got a great cube. I'm probably going to go over there. Maybe they think I'm going to go over there. And no wonder nobody bothered me because they <laughs> knew I was going to the wrong spot, apparently. <laughs> and, and you're just like, I'm um,
1: being so sneaky. Don't worry about it. And everyone's like, what
0: is PJ doing? That sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, and really, the iconography is not that easy to see, even on where you're supposed to go. It's It's, yeah, it's not great. And that's frustrating to me because... You know, you can you know, in a game that requires so much time to do what you have to do to have to basically have that beat me. I mean, I lost because of it. I lost because, well, I only the other guy dropped off his stuff, but I knew I'd be able to drop off my stuff. You get one more turn. And the trouble was is that, well, I needed more than one more turn since I went to the wrong spot.
1: And that first playthrough, man, when you have a screw-up like that, you really don't want to play the game again. And Rev, you're the, you remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the first I've... time
0: you had that, what, torch or whatever,
1: and it didn't work the way you wanted it to? Oh well, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely happened with the Firefly game. Because um, we were playing it completely wrong, and then I was completely out of it. And then there was another one that we played that I have completely forgotten the name. I've purged it out of my brain oh, Thunderstone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Thunderstone. That game, you hated the Thunderstone. Torch Stone. Game. Stone, yeah. yeah. And the thing was, it yeah. was like, yeah, it's like I didn't get what was going on, but it completely turned me off from it. And if, if something like that happens, it's going to leave that sour taste in your mouth. And there's so many other games out there that if I don't have to worry about that, I don't have that pre-con- not even a preconceived notion, just a notion at that point in time, I'll just play something else. And it kind of sounds like what happened to you, man. And BJ, I, I would assume you would just want to play one of the other tiny epic games then at that point.
0: Or just another pirate game. I mean, I, I I wanted. I don't have a. I don't have any pirate games in my collection. And I thought, well, it's nice to have different games. And That's one of the reasons why I get certain games. So I thought, oh, this will be fun. Tiny Epic Pirates. It's a Rondell based game. I didn't mention that. And those can be so annoying. Meaning that you know, the way you take your actions, you should go around a circle. And 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 sometimes you know, all right, I took this action. Now I got to go all the way around the circle again to be able to take that action again. And it's you know, it, it's ah, uh, you know, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Rondell games anyway. But when you screw up, and that's one thing I know one of our players, who's a really good player, they basically got in a situation where they were they weren't able they weren't able to mitigate the rondelle because of what happened in the game, which is a thing that happens in the game, but then they're going, okay, here's my turn, I go do this, I can't do this because I don't have all what I need, but it's the next step in the rondel, and I have to go one at a time and I think that's really just bad game design you you, you shouldn't have to waste five turns. That, you know, I would rather something else be a punishment, like steal my money, do something, but to, to sit there, turn after turn and not be able to do what you want because of something that happened in the game or, or somebody attacked you. I'm like, that's just bad game design. And again, it shows me that the game wasn't play tested, which you know, I don't think this game was play tested very well. Uh, and if it was, well, I just sit there and go, well, then why did I find this happen at the beginning? Like why am I seeing this the first time I played through? And yeah. I you know, I used to be I used to be nicer. But, you know, it's been seven or eight years that I've been playing games now and really have played thousands of games over that time. I'm now starting to see why certain reviewers are maybe not as nice as, uh, you know, I used to be. So, uh, you know, and look, Scott Alms hasn't paid me for anything, so I don't have to say nice (laughs) things about it either. Um, It is out. It's like, you know, what, 30 bucks or so. You know, you can get it at all the places. And I know that uh, Zulu's Board Game Cafe has it up in Bothell, Washington, and Amazon has it. Uh, Me, it's not... One of the better Tiny Epic Pirates, game, uh, Tiny Epic games, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm not going to play it again. I understand
1: with all that goes, and I mean, so many other games out there to deal with that. So yeah, good on you, man. Just stand your ground. If it's not fun, don't do it. <laughs> now. Right. Now, there's a show that I know you've only watched the first episode, and I've managed to binge it because, A, it's only eight episodes, and, B, it's completely in my wheelhouse. It's Shadow and Bone, which,
0: oh yes.
1: uh, first off, uh, this is a very interesting one because, BJ, you were telling me you need to watch The Nevers. And I was like, okay, we will watch The Nevers. And then I saw Shadow and Bone, and it's like, I will watch The Nevers after Shadow and Bone, (laughs) which I still plan on watching The Nevers. Like, I'm very excited for that. As well, but this one, yeah,
0: and it's probably it's it's released every week too, Rev. So if you want to binge it, you'll by the time you get done, uh, you're ready to watch the Nevers, You'll be able to binge all eight episodes of that as well. And that's or really, six, I should say, six and episodes.
1: And that's really kind of what I was waiting for as well. Like I wanted to wait for that one because is Shadow and Bone dropped uh, last month, towards the end of the month, and uh, end of April on Netflix, and it dropped all eight episodes. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm in. Each episode runs under an hour, something around like forty-four minutes or something. like Along those lines, so it it keeps in with uh, you know the hour type show. And first off, uh, if. If you ever heard me uh, say stuff like, oh, I love steampunk, and that's like kind of like my wheelhouse when it comes to. Have we ever
0: heard you say that? Uh, Yeah, like every five seconds. Yeah, or
1: maybe the fact that, you know, I had a steampunk wedding, I have a steampunk Uh, tiki bar at home.
0: Spoiler alert, uh, he likes steampunk.
1: Exactly. And this is not necessarily steampunk, but was something I would call mage punk. So, in the same way that, like, with steampunk, it's because everything is powered by steam. Uh, This is basically so many many things are powered by magic or whatever abilities you want to call these uh, these people known as Grisha, it's like, yeah, Grisha, it's like Geisha, but it's with an R. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> that's also how my buddy, he's like, you need to watch this, It's a show about Geisha, and I was like. Are you sure that's the right word? Come yeah, to find Grisha. out, no. Uh, the Grisha <laughs> are magic users who it's it's not necessarily like uh, like specific schools like you would have something along the lines of of like, like an Hogwarts, av- yeah, like Hogwarts or like yeah. an Avatar, um, but they can control based on. However they get their abilities certain things. So most of the times it's elements. So like uh, uh an inferni can uh, use fire, a squaller can use air. Uh oh, so I get on it. and Wind so squalls. forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as you go along with this story, you kind of find out it's a little more uh uh, uh specific on certain things. There's one character who is known as a tailor because they essentially can uh, restitch or change the color or do sorts of things to, like, makeup and clothing and hair, and there's other ones known as fabricators who can create awesome sort of weird machines um, that can do stuff, like be able to, like, glo- like essentially what would be, like, a magic item, like a glove that can help you with your abilities. So there's all of these different, um, uh, essentially magic users who, back in the day, uh, a little while back. Previous, maybe I don't know, like eighty, a couple hundred years ago, or something along that. One of them was a man called the Darkling, who could control the shadows. Well, he created this giant thing, uh, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose. We don't know, but it was a huge divide that uh, essentially was like what, like a thirty mile long, super deep uh, area of complete darkness, known as the Fold. In- yeah. Inside of that, anyone who was caught in that at that time, um, essentially got turned into giant, horrifying monsters. Oh. Yeah, called the the Volka. Like, all of these are really interesting, weird names that seem to be either contrived from the French or from Russia. Like, there's a lot, like, and everyone's wearing, like, ushkas and, uh, like, those big fuzzy hats. So it's like, everything seems to have, like, this European, Eastern European fi- uh, feel when it comes down to it. Um, and it really kind of centers around this... Uh, con- uh, this country called uh, Ravka, and so they were cut in half by this fold. so the other the other side is kind of dealing with their own independence, and the main Ravka is trying to take them over, get rid of the fold. Everything is trying to get rid of this fold. And the only way they can do that is with the fabled ca- the fabled power known as Sun summoning, which would yes. be the opposite of the uh, darkling. So darkness and light coming together to destroy the Fold is really essentially the prophecy. Uh, Of course, there have been no Sun Summoners
0: ever. It was only a myth. Up until now. Well, of course, this one character that we're following in the story, who seems to be the protagonist, you figured. I mean, didn't take me much to figure. Like, okay, whatever's going to happen, this person will probably be the one to do it. Yes. and uh, yeah, and so I mean, I, I, I mean, I saw it coming a mile away. At least they, they, at least in the first episode, they got that out of the way. It was it, like they, yeah. you know, was, all right. Well, we know that this uh, she's going to be, she's going to be the Neo of this story, absolutely.
1: And this is based off of a trilogy of books that uh, came. Out, I think it started. In, yeah, the first one, Shadow and Bone, came out in 2012, and then there was a Six of Crows, which is a basically a two part, like a two part novel, but it was a two-o when it came down to it. That came out in 2015, called Six of Crows. Like I said, and so yeah, we're following Alina Starkov, who is the chosen one, and uh, as she's going along with her trials and tribulations, um, the eight episodes do come to a solid ending, which do open up for more when it comes down to it. Um, no spoilers when it comes, uh, comes with this, because maybe we'll get into it a little bit deeper, but, uh, I had a lot of fun with this and it didn't, it, I think it got me until episode five when I l- turned to my wife. Cause we've been watching it, having a great time. And I was like... This is a CW show. <laughs> I got hooked on a CW show. Whoops. Because it's a, you know, young beautiful people and there's a lot of stuff that really revolves around their relationships. Yeah. And every like every pairing kind of needs to pair off and have find their own, you know, mate when it comes down to it. And so there's a lot of uh, relationship stuff where I'm I'm not like being like, eh, whatever. But at the same point, I'm like, okay, we'll see where this one goes. And if these people are going to... It's like, are these people going to hook up? Are these people going to hook up? Because it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's that kind of show. I had a vibe when I watched that first episode that this is very C-Dub. I, I'm I'm happy you're watching this first. Uh, because I think you're going to like The Nevers better. Because it is not a CW show. Uh, the characters are older. And uh, the main the main character, who's, uh, uh, who is who uh, is also a female protagonist, is fantastic. Um, and I'm so sad. There's only six shows. I don't even know if it's going to be renewed. We're talking about the Nevers now. So I think you're going to be very happy if you like Shadow and Bone. My gosh, I'll be so surprised if you don't like the Nevers.
1: Yeah, it's funny, Rev. I had the same exact reaction when I watched the Shannara Chronicles, and I was like, <laughs> two episodes in, I'm like, oh yeah, oh no, this is a CW fantasy show. What's going on? <laughs> and that was. The whole same thing. I was like, oh, man, they're talking about relationships. It's like this this side character. Why is this side character talking about relationships? Oh, crap. But you know what? It doesn't take away from the story. Everything is fine. There's still you know really focusing on what is making it and these eight episodes obviously they're talking about getting the power and powering up this character who's just discovering her powers so you get a really good solid story when it comes around to it a lot of the side characters are absolutely fantastic there's a character i don't know if you've met him yet in the first episode named jesper who is a sharpshooter who is one of the coolest guys characters in the entire series. Him and the guy that he runs with. Uh, oh, I think his name. I can't remember his name. Oh, right I now. think I
0: know who you're talking about. Yes. Uh, Jesper was the one that was just about to take the in the first episode. He was he, he basically was about to take a big payoff and his boss said, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you supposed to be working? Yeah, his boss is like one of the two rival uh, casino guys. Yeah, Kaz. Yeah. And Kaz, that's it. Kaz yeah, Jesper, is, yeah, Kaz, yeah, Jesper's great.
1: Yeah, Kaz, Jesper, and then um, the, the third in their group, Inej, uh, th- that that little trio of Ne'er Do Wells are probably my favorite characters because oh, they're kind of yeah. anti care, like anti heroes, like not on the good side, but you know have that chance to kind of have that heart of gold sort of thing when it comes down to it. And yeah. it's like there there will be characters that you are like, yeah, I like this one specifically. And the best way that I kind of put this out there is if you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, this is kind of like a live action Avatar yeah maybe um,
0: th- you you made a post about that somewhere, and I was yeah. like watching it. so I you said I saw your post before I watched the first episode. And then, as soon as I saw people demonstrating elemental powers, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe someone's gonna finally do a good avatar. Something. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, and
1: that this is really kind of that when it comes down to it, because again, when you're looking at Avatar or its sequel Legend of Korra, it's almost in a steampunky type setting, and so they've really taken that with Shadow and Bone, and it's the same sort of. Vict- uh, Victorian era garb mixed with some magic. It's a lot of fun. And there's always yeah. that rule. If there's yeah. great CGI and incredible costumes and sets and that stuff,
0: it's it's worth watching in general. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's very games of throny when it comes down to it. And uh but I am he- I'm here all for it. Like I hope they get more of it. Right now the first six up ep- or eight episodes are out on Netflix. I hope they're gonna gonna get another season or two, depending on how they need to work out those stories. But I really do like it.
0: Yeah, we'll have to look that up. I'm hoping for the same thing for the Nevers because there's only two more episodes left of this season. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Laura, stoked for Don- that too. Laura Donnelly plays the uh the female uh the female lead, the really the protagonist of the show, and she is fantastic. She's like I don't know if I've ever seen Laura do anything before, but like she's one of my new favorite actors because she just she just so good in this role so so good nice uh and she has some she has some great scenes with Pip Torrens you know uh we know him from preacher mm-hmm. and uh and boy the two of them when they share a screen the tension because they're basically rivals and uh and and and, and like they want to kill each other pretty much uh and man oh man there's some good stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for and I think that might even be more steampunky than mage punky at least in my opinion when you see it. We'll see. I mean you might think it's mage punky as well cuz there is definitely some some magical stuff that go on in in that show, but based on more maybe like a mutationy thing, almost like a mutant thing than more of a uh like a mystical thing, I don't know.
1: I'm very excited for that one as well. I'm going to get into that. Uh moving on from that, I didn't know if you knew, but Mads Mickelson will be in Indiana Jones 5. And he did. Oh, right. And he did give the script his seal of approval. He was discussing I, his. Wow. Yeah, I know, right. He, I, I just kind of figure he might be playing a German or something along those lines. <laughs> I because... just can't believe that they're doing it again
0: <laughs> with Harrison Ford. I mean, I, I, I want to be on board. I guess well, I'll be on board when it comes out. Mads Mikkelsen seems
1: like one of those guys who uh, isn't necessarily going to be out there, you know, touting how good a script is unless it actually is very good. And uh, he did talk with Collider, noting, I'm very, very excited about it. I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark the other day. It is so well done and so charming and such great story. Telling so yes it's a great honor to be part of the franchise that i grew up with i'm in a lucky position where they let me read the script before and yes it was everything i wished to be it was just that great so i have a i'm hoping i'm really hoping it's not kingdom of the crystal skull bad please, no. just please just don't be yeah. like that
0: well it's you know it's hard because it's an action movie that's what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and the dude that's the star of the action is 102 years old and so <laughs> how do you still make it actioning uh you know star trek picard had this same issue is that you know not that star trek was a super action show but no doubt about it they've got more action in in, in star trek picard than even maybe enterprise i mean or i should say next gen though i mean next gen had a, a you know a good amount of action as well but what do you do when the main character can't really do a lot of stuff anymore because he's old because you know patrick stewart's old as well he and harrison ford very similar in age um i thought they did a good job with picard as they introduced people from his history who ended up like we we they made us like him because they knew him and Mm -hmm. so they showed us some flashback stuff they gave us some backstory uh if they do that then maybe we'll be okay with seeing like screen time on the non-indiana people who are getting all the action because if it's not an action movie, I don't know what it's gonna do. And if it's an action movie the way they did Skull, oh God. I yeah. mean <laughs> uh, But that, yeah. it's a challenge for them because he's not, you know, he's not Mr. Runaround guy anymore. I like what they did in Star Wars, honestly. I know people didn't like the, the you know the three new characters that well. A lot a lot of people didn't like him, but I, I thought that first the the you know, the 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 Force Awakens was really cool blending the old with the new. I, think, and, and yeah. I thought that they did a good job. It's just, you know, well, so a jury is out, I guess. Unfortunately, they had their chance, and they kind of, people didn't like it. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: and the details are pretty scarce when it comes down to it, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge will be in the movie as well. Oh,
0: all right, I'm in. And I know you
1: would be, that's why I said that. I didn't I know that. Phoebe was in this, forget <laughs> about it. And, direct, in. and director James Mangold has hinted that it will take place in the 60s, which would make sense because, yes, Harrison Ford is very old, and you need to kind of age the character along appropriately.
0: Well, that'll be fun to see, like, 60s type of stuff going on. Cold
1: War stuff, I could imagine. Yeah. So we'll have to see where we go with all of that. Uh, Finally, before we do get out of here, uh, Apex Legends Legacy did drop. Uh, Last week Um, And I think by now Probably the servers are okay Yeah it's It was a really rough First couple of days Uh, Obviously first day patch stuff Is really going to be Wrecking everything Everyone was super excited About this It had the new uh, Valkyrie character A new arena mode I've been able to test out The arena mode Uh, The Valkyrie character Usually everyone else Picks it before me So I don't get to play it Um, But the character Is super badass Um, By and large I'm liking what they're doing What they're changing with it And I'm just going to say Right now Now, guys, give it a little patience when it comes down to trying to uh, play any game on the first couple of days. Like everyone's trying, server overload. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You want me to have patience? What?
1: You have to have patience because, well, it, it, you have no choice. Because th- there are wow. many times when they were like, there are no servers available because they don't exist, oh. unfortunately. I said, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did get some chances to play on it. If you do see me on it, go ahead and group me up with that because it's cross-play. Just add Revin Fuego and you can play with me and uh, have some fun with that. And uh, once we get into a deeper dive, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about it. But uh, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.